In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's the love tank. That could sound awkward, but stick with me. You don't want to miss it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q, Diggity Dog, in the Moran family studio with my bodacious beauty, Jeannie Moran. Hi. How you doing, baby? I'm good. We're here today to talk to you about a concept called the love tank. This was something that was so simply shown and described to Jeannie and I. It was simply a picture that Coach Rita gave us. And it was a tank, or a picture. One side was E for empty, the other side was F for full, and I think there was a heart on it. And she asked us both, where's your love tank? How full or how empty is your love tank? And I never stopped to think about that. Mm-mm. I didn't even, I, I don't, such a simple yet profound concept to say. I mean, we've had people say, you know, ask your spouse, how's your heart? And we were doing the Church on the Way pre marriage class, which that was a trip looking back at it. <laughs> um, you, have a, you have a tank. You're doing these things. You're trying to be intentional. You're working on your relationship, trying to improve your communication. You're airing your grievances, um, being more open to sex. And you kind of need to stop and say, that Dr. Phil, well, how's that working for you? You know, how is your love tank? And then you see the picture and it's like, where is my love tank? Is it full or empty? How am I feeling? And then you get the opportunity to add something like that into your repertoire when it comes to your relationship. What were your thoughts on the love tank? Um, at first, I didn't want to do it because it all it meant that I had to admit, like you're doing all these things and you're trying so hard, and and we we've got all these homework tasks that we're doing, and for me to go, mm, you're still missing the mark. I felt like a douche move. But That's understandable. But at the same time, had we not done that and checked in and said, "Okay, where are you?" I mean, we did the same thing when we did coffee talks. It's like, "Where are where am I from a 1 to 10? Where am I on your scale?" It's kind of the same idea. Mm-hmm. But and I hated it because I never want to grade you low because I know you're doing all these things. But then if if we're honest with it, it's like, "You know what? This week I had like three really crappy days and I really could have used more of whatever. And then communicating that and saying this is what was going on, it helped you start honing in and purposely looking at me and what I'm feeling and how I'm responding to things and how I'm reacting to things or what's going on in the house. And you just started like little by little doing those little things without me having to say, I need, I need you to do more of this or 
you know, this is missing. That makes sense. Well, it does, but in all actuality, there's a binary purpose there. Gosh, I just sounded really smart. I used the word binary. I like that. And the purpose is this. It's First the of all, no, I'm what's that? It's the glasses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate wearing glasses. I'm thankful for glasses, but I hate wearing glasses. I want rid of these things. Moving on. Moving on. You started it. <laughs> Um, it's, it, for me, it was, and, and for you being the receiver of the feedback, Ugh. <clears throat> to stop it, uh, being the receiver of the feedback, a, it creates an opportunity for you to up your awareness. Mm-hmm. B as the giver of the feedback, it creates an opportunity for you to communicate more. Cause I'm not a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. So saying in the moment. This is what I need more of. Then me gradually, or you gradually, taking or, or using or upping your awareness to say, oh, I see something. Let me do more of this. Those two, those two things, if they can dance together in harmony, it just strengthens your relationship. And then when you get to the point where you're checking in, whatever your process is to check in on your relationship, you know, it's like the survey, how are we doing? It's brilliant. You need to know. If you don't know, I would rather know if things are going crappy or, or what I'm doing isn't meeting your expectation because I don't want to be working hard in the wrong direction. True. That is futile to me. And that's why, you know, just talking about in, in other episodes, it's like doing it on purpose. Well, yeah, I want to do it on purpose but if it's not meeting the goal I'm setting out to achieve, then I'm working against myself. Mm-hmm. And it is hard. It is hard. And that's why it was like, okay, I need to learn how to say something hard so it doesn't hurt so bad. And I don't know how to say these words. So it's like, honey, I need to say something ugly. But th- those things will help you. So when you take the time to intentionally talk about, hey, how's your love tank? Or on a scale of 1 to 10, how am I doing? You're actually measuring how the other person feels, how fulfilled, how full are they? And um, to me, it's absolutely brilliant. And I, I didn't even think in preparing for this episode to talk about Tony and Elisa and the one uh, extraordinary marriage. But yes, that was another way to what they call valve check where you are in your relationship and how your spouse's heart is. It's important. Can it be hurtful? Yeah, if it's done in the wrong way. And I think we had a couple of coffee talks that were were hurtful. And, you know, it's like I don't want to justify myself out of why you feel this way. I just need to understand a little deeper why you feel this way. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that I was doing that I thought were going to serve the purpose and fulfill your need, and I didn't realize it. If, you, if those remain silent, then you're going to be in a cycle of disappointment. And if you're in a cycle of disappointment for so long, like we've talked about so many times, 
that can develop into resentment. And resentment that goes unresolved turns into bitterness. And bitterness is brittle. It can break. It can break when, when it gets, when something is brittle and any amount of stress is put, you know, uh, put on it, it breaks and it crumbles. And that will be your relationship. And I think that are, that is some of those things that lead to infidelity. Because if you're in a relationship, you obviously want a connection. And if there is a divide there, if there is disappointment there, if there is resentment there, if there is bitterness there, then that that's a place where your foundation is not stable. And it can break, and it can create gaps. And in those gaps, we as human beings will fill those gaps. That is the way it goes. Now, maybe you, you might fill those gaps in other ways. Maybe it's not sex with another person. Um, maybe it's just completely disappearing into your phone. But maybe it's reading. Maybe it's exercising. Maybe it's eating and making yourself, you know, eating emotionally or emotional eating <clears throat> and sabotaging your health. There's any a number of things that you can fill those cracks with and it's not healthy to you. Mm-hmm. And I go all, I, I took that entire journey to say that's the value in taking this love tank principle and applying it to your relationship. So, I mean, when I looked this up, it was uh, the love tank is filled by couples' connection. It's drained by a couple's disconnection. In life, marriage, it's a journey. It equals like a road trip. And along the trip, you are going to use that love tank. You're going to use the resources within it so you can you continually need to fill it. Now, if you're not using those resources, there is a danger that they can be drained because you can't just say, oh, I told you once, and that means it's that way forever. You have to continually pour resources into it because, like this says, disconnection can open a valve and that love tank can be drained by those things. And, I mean, if if you find yourself um, or you have found yourself thinking, my relationship is kind of emotionally dead or we never talk. I don't understand why we never talk. Or maybe we're sitting in the same room, but... We're both on our phones with the TV running often. Now, that's not to say the next time you sit down and you want to check Facebook or Instagram or check an email and your wife is doing it at the same time that your love tank is empty and things are garbage. (laughs) I'm not saying that. I mean, it does happen where you're both on the phone at the same time. But if it's a customary routine where you don't have some sort of connection or let's say you are watching a movie together and your spouse is sitting on the phone doing crap instead of engaging with you in the movie. Or you're at dinner. You're out to eat. And how many times have we been somewhere both and we're eating and both people are sitting there on their phone? Now, it's their prerogative, but what kind of connection is that? They took a selfie and they're both posting it on their phone and then they're sitting on their phone while they're sitting across from each other with food on the table. It's like... Wow. That's not for me. No. Okay? And uh, now maybe their relationship is different, but that is not for me. I didn't sign up for that. 
I mean, there have been times where Jeannie and I have gone to dinner specifically to talk business and to look up tattoos or to do research for the show. So we're sitting there on our phone for a little while with a purpose. And, you know, some of those times I would get dessert first and we would just make our meal out of dessert. And that's when I was eating very unhealthy or I was either on a cheat or something. But if you find yourself feeling like or saying any of these things or my partner feels distant or I don't feel like we're connecting, it's probably the result of an empty love tank. And there's all kinds of determining factors or things that you can look at to say, well, that's not my situation. But have you checked? Have you asked your wife, how's your love tank? Now, if y'all have never discussed this, she's going to say, what's a love tank? So have that understanding. I mean, you know, find a way to share this with your wife and give her an idea of why it's why you feel it's important or why you feel like there's value in discussing the love tank. Set it up, talk about it, come up with your own um theory or your own prescription so to speak. Um and if you, I mean, if you go to the One Extraordinary Marriage uh, page and they do, they discuss the coffee talk, maybe that's better for you. Maybe on a scale of one to 10, that works better for you. For Jeannie and I, you know, is it empty or is it full? And what, why? I so, like the empty or full better than the numbers because numbers feel like I'm grading you. It's a great either way, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but I would rather tell you it's three quarters of the way full, and here's why. Then you got a six out of ten or an eight out of ten. Um, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it just it, it makes me feel like I'm giving you a grade rather than just saying, you know, it's it's pretty full. We just I could use a little more of this. Yeah, I'm on half a tank or you're a five. I can see where half a tank would feel better than you're a five. Mm-hmm. And what can you do to fill the tank? Well, here are the things that you can do. And the reason we put the love tank at this uh, spot within the needs is because we're we've taught you a lot of stuff over the past I don't know, 15 or 20 podcasts. And so let's let's just go back and look at this just briefly. We told you our story. We told you about getting started and how we started. We told you, like, she doesn't think like you, and this is the reason why. Then we went into communication. It was like winning and learning um, as far as communication goes. We taught you how to say it ugly. We taught you about listening. And, and, you know, this is what I hear you saying. We taught you the concept and the principles of what does that look like. We taught you about having hard talks. We taught you about rules of engagement and arguments. We taught you about buzzwords. And so what the way I like to do things is I like to systematically put them together. Now you can take the principles that we've taught you, whether it's communication, loving on purpose, and in, in, uh, being intentional about what you do, um, understanding 
what your needs are, her needs are, and what you want to do to fulfill that. Now we're just kind of wrapping a bow on that side of it and saying, here's time. it's time to check. We've got more to teach you, but take the things you're doing and say, hey, how is that working? How are you doing? How do you feel? What can I do more of that makes you feel loved, appreciated, and fulfilled? And it's only doing that that is going to help you understand where you are and where y'all need to go. There's a chance that some of the things that your spouse asks you for just may not be reasonable. Is that fair to say? Um, depending on the person, yeah. How could I pull out of thin air? How could I pull an example of what might be that, that may not be reasonable? I can't. I don't want to because maybe the exact example I pull is what your wife says when you get home, and it's like, well, you, now you're unreasonable and you suck, and That's I don't. Quincy said. Yeah, Quincy said you suck. Okay, and I don't. Well, I don't need that kind of static in my life. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> But you know yourself when you're being unreasonable. Things can't always be your way, the way you want them to. And we know better than that being the case. It's not about getting all you want, but it is about getting those fundamental needs met so that you feel um, her getting her fundamental needs met, you getting your needs met, so that you strengthen the connection within your relationship. And I'm going to say that I have no scientific evidence to, to back this up, but I'm going to say a full love tank is an environment that has a healthy level of intimacy. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Not just sexual, but intimacy and connection as a whole. Because when, you, when your love tank is full, you are connecting on a deeper level because your needs are being met. Yeah. And if your needs are being met as a result, you know how they say for every action, there's a reaction? Well, here's what I've found. The more I do things that meet Jeannie's needs, she reciprocates that. That's part of a relationship, doing for one another because it's, it, it's fulfilling and it creates a certain level of joy to know that you are loving and building and pleasing that other person. You're meeting their needs. So if you don't ask the question, how are you, how will you know? Do you, are you just going to know because you're going to judge it by her current frustration? Those frustrations don't always have thing, you know, have to do with you. I mean, they might. But I think it's important for us as a group, I know it's important for us, that we add this kind of principle, short and sweet, into our relationship so that we can... It's like sports. If you like sports, you played sports, you know you play the game and then you review the film. You know what I'm saying? You play the game, you review the film, you see the things that you can do to improve on. Did you win? Did you lose? How can we plan on winning the next time? And that is it. It is that simple. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Now, in the show notes, um, I'm going to work with our producer to make sure that we get that information, um, maybe a link 
there there's a there's like a pictogram that is really good. Now look, it is not the one that Coach Rita gave us. I'm sure that's back in the Moran marriage uh, archive somewhere because uh, we did keep all of that stuff. It's more like a faucet. There's faucets that pour in, and then there's faucets in the bottom of the tank that drain out. And looking at these faucets, it shows you how it's reciprocated and, and how your love tank gets filled. So positive experiences, emotional support, understanding, affection, reassurance, and together time. All things that we have been talking about. Now, in this particular um, pictogram, which I will figure out a way to link to, um, there are there are the spigots at the bottom. Half is partner A, half is partner B. Negative experiences, unnoticed efforts. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Personal attacks and withdrawing. Conflict, broken trust, lack of affection. Those are things that drain the tank. Now, when those things happen, you need conflict to repair it. You need stress, stress to be soothed. You need trust to be rebuilt. And that will strengthen your relationship and it moves you back into the positive experiences. And, you know, the fact is, without looking at this before we plan the show... I went looking for the actual love tank, but before planning this, these things in the positive experience uh, category are the exact things that we've been teaching you on the podcast. <laughs> these things in the negative experience uh, category are exactly the things we've been teaching you how to resolve and how to create um, a path to resolution in your relationship and maybe even creating a path to avoid these situations. So I'm actually pretty proud of that. I've told you before, I don't have a PhD in psychology, no college experience. I'm, I'm coming at you from the school of hard knocks and experience. And so to know that the way we've lined it out kind of lines up with the way that this is depicted is pretty freaking awesome. And like I say, I, maybe we'll find it on... Uh, Tony and Elisa's uh, website, The Coffee Talk. Maybe the numbers game is better for you. Maybe it's more effective. Maybe you don't take offense to say, oh, you're a 5 out of 10. Or it's like, oh, I'm a freaking 5 out of 10? How insulting. Well, I'm since I go second, you're a 2 out of 10. Put that in your freaking pipe and smoke it. You know, uh, my, t my tank is at half. Oh, well, I can fill it some more. So I see the point that mm -hmm. you make. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, it is less intrusive but for tony and elisa i think they're very analytical people and it's like dude you're the two okay how'd i screw that up well you did this and this and this and it really bothered me oh that would have bothered me too i'm gonna do better next week and i'm going to seek to go from a two to a seven or an eight i don't know if you can ever make it a 10 unless it involves alcohol and sex whoa <laughs> anyway that's it. The short and sweet version of the love tank theory. I hope you got something great. Forget that hope crap. Hope's not a strategy in this situation. I know you got something out of that. Have your wife. Ask your wife. Look, maybe she's not. Maybe your wife. I'm going to say this. Maybe your wife is like my wife or she doesn't give a crap about podcasts. Okay. 
It's understandable. I make them. I just don't listen to them. I'm sorry also that this is not a video yet because my wife will not listen to Ed Milet's podcast, but she will go watch his video. I'm not going to watch myself. Honey, stop right there. I'm making a point. My wife will not watch, listen to Ed Milet's podcast, but she will go watch his videos. So at some point, we'll make these... Oh, so people can watch us. Yes. Got it. That's what I I'm saying. I thought you were going to whine about me not listening to our podcast playback or not watching them because I'm not watching myself. No, I'm saying that if they're, if this dude's wife doesn't like listening to podcasts but is more, you know, visual video, it would help if we did these and put them on YouTube instead of just the audio because it might broaden the horizon if a guy says, hey, check this video out. I'd have to clean the studio then. Or maybe we just build a studio in the backyard. Oh, Lord, we're going to the clouds. Here we go. We should go to the clouds. <laughs> I went to the clouds until I saw the price of said studio, and I said, there is no way I will be able to put this money out because I do not want to go into debt. But, hey, listener, if you're wealthy and you want to sponsor the studio, hit me up. I've got some plans. I think we can get this done for ten grand, and you will be a five-year sponsor. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, uh, I didn't hear anybody I, say anything I yet. I was going to so. say, I have no words for this. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, it is going to be important for us to start getting the video s side of this up. So I'll get that part worked on. It didn't occur to me until this very moment when I'm telling the guy, get your wife to listen to a podcast. And I'm thinking, Jeannie won't listen to this crap. But it's she will watch a video. True. So, you know. Maybe my love I'm tank sorry, is full. I'm sorry, but listening to things helps me fall asleep. <laughs> well, I'm, I like to listen. I also like the video. That's why. I like why to read or watch. I like to see the person so that I can see their facial expression when they're talking. I'm one of those people that I can read you pretty good when watching you. So my BS meter tells me more yeah. in watching someone versus hearing a voice. And that's very fair. So I'll talk to the producer, Ashley, and see what we can do to set up getting these recorded so that we can put them on YouTube. Don't get tripped out, honey. I'll put my head around it. We'll figure something out, okay? Sure. All good. You know, one of my employees sent me something to help me understand what it means when we respond, sure. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but as soon as this recording is over, I'm going to show you. And then you'll know why when you said sure... I almost raised my middle finger to you. But you would never do such a thing because it's just a finger and you don't do that. Do you dare me to do it right now? Dare you? Yeah. Show me your finger. Pow! <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> exactly. So now you feel guilty for it. See? <laughs> okay. Whereas um, I can do it twice and not feel a thing. <laughs> double jets, baby. Double and jets. And you're sure you want to record this on video? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have got a face for podcasting. You've got a face for video. So there, that might get us some more listenership just seeing your beautiful face. I'm just saying. Okay, that's it. That's the Instagram love. DM box. Yeah. <laughs> All those robocalls. Yeah, I just got one yesterday. Hey, handsome, it's obvious you haven't seen me, or you wouldn't be calling me handsome. So delete. Even if you had seen me, delete. Anyway, 
That's pretty funny. That's it. The love tank. Now look, I command. Listen, man versus marriage, army, Navy SEAL, Green Berets. Listen to me. I command you to make this love tank a part of your regiment. And once you make it a part of your regiment, I want to hear some feedback on how it's going. If you use the number system and she said you were a one this week, I want you to email me so I can laugh at you and then tell you how to get it to a higher letter or number. Because I got some twos, I think. I think I got some twos and threes. So I'm going to laugh at you. But that's only because I know that you have the potential to make that a better number. Okay? If you want, I'll laugh at you and with you on the phone. Potentially. That's it. (laughs) You know? When I suck so bad at something, sometimes I've just got to laugh at You're myself. You're number two. <laughs> yeah. You're number two. Okay, that's it. I am the cute dog. She is Jeannie Moran. And this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.